favor, we need to give a big round of applause to all the people sitting down. Come on, give them a big round of applause and tell them thanks for coming to the wedding and sitting down and looking up at the man. Wedding bands. Not the ring on your finger. Come on, lads, this is a wedding. You can sit down tomorrow. But those guys who perform the music and entertainment at weddings. Weddings, the most important day in many people's lives. A day that's been building for years. A public celebration of love and marriage. And in the middle of it all, a wedding band, who've got to hold the whole night together. Bring a crowd aged from five to 95 to their feet. Get them moving and shaking, twisting and falling, waltzing and jiving, set dancing and break dancing. Weddings are different to your usual gig. You're playing music that's not your own, in front of a crowd with totally different tastes in music. You've two key people you must satisfy, the newlyweds. But you can only do that by trying to satisfy their aunts and uncles, parents and siblings, nephews and nieces, in-laws and outlaws, friends, work colleagues and children. It must be a night that they'll never forget and for all the right reasons. With all that in mind, what is life really like inside an Irish wedding band? What's it like to have the spotlight on you for two or three hours? What happens when you see the crowd disappearing before your eyes? Or a fight at the bar? Or someone collapsed on the dance floor? You've prepared for this. You know what to do. You keep going. You keep the music playing. It doesn't all happen on the night. First, you must get hired for the gig. How do couples find the band they want? In the past, Mammy looked after it. The trend was long ago in the country now I'm talking about that uh, the mother of the bride would book the bands yeah, for their daughter. Oliver Buckley is a veteran of the wedding band business. He played his first wedding in 1967 on an accordion for the small charge of one pound. He went from there to set up his own band, Jamboree. In that case, they wouldn't book a band that would be really pop, you know what I mean? They'd book a band that'd be middle of the road, sort of, you know. Maybe a little bit of uh, waltzing, Kaylee, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, and then the disco at the, the inn would take care of all the younger people. Today, most couples pay for their own wedding, which gives them more control over the music. Now, the bride books the band, which is entitled to do, I suppose, and she had a right, possibly, to book a band that she liked herself, you see? Obviously, a pop band, maybe, more so than a middle-of-the-road band. And they're very good at what they do, don't get me wrong, very talented, but the problem they have is they don't cater as much for the older people. And would you believe a lot of older people that I speak to that have been weddings recently go home after the meal, which is sad enough, you know? For most couples, the entertainment at their wedding is a reflection of their personalities and music styles. They might follow a recommendation, search online, or go to a wedding fair. Give it up for ultrasound, ladies and gentlemen. What about that guy there? There's even a wedding band festival called Bridal Rock. A kind of speed dating event to set you up with your musical match. 
The bands strut their stuff live on stage and if you like what you see, you can book your band on the night. Say you're getting married. What would you look for in a band? Well, when we're looking for a wedding band, we're probably looking for somebody who can really get the crowd going, get everybody up on the dance floor, and a band that's really memorable because it really is the most important day of your life. What we're looking for in a wedding band is a band who's going to get everyone up dancing, regardless of age, all ages, having the crack. Because I suppose I've been at weddings before when it's been something very specific like an 80s band or something like that and sometimes the older kind of crowd felt a little excluded maybe they wouldn't have known the tunes so it's that kind of thing where you want everybody up you know old young littleies biggies that's kind of important isn't it yeah and dancing and dancing yeah yeah we want nobody on their seats i suppose loads of really upbeat pop music like bringing some beyonce bringing some uptown funk Bruno Mars all the kind of stuff that just I know when I'm at a wedding and if I'm sitting down and chatting to someone if certain songs come on I will just leave them and I'll run up to the dance floor or I'll grab them and bring them with me they're the type of songs that I want and that you know when you're up there you'll be dancing with all your friends as well A night you won't forget everyone up dancing no bums on seats music that crosses the generations busting moves to your pop tunes Is it possible for a band to be all of these things? Unfortunately, the perfect wedding band doesn't exist. Wedding planner, Tara Fay. The perfect wedding band, in their eyes, is somebody who can play music for two hours or three hours for teenagers all the way up to the 80, 90-year-olds or whoever they're planning on inviting to their wedding. That band is an amalgamation of about seven or eight or nine different bands. Now, if somebody has the financial resources to put on a stage with four or five bands, they will get the perfect wedding band. A good wedding band is going to be able to play the music the bride and groom want to a certain level. At the end of the day, a wedding band, any band that is playing entertainment for people every day of the week, every weekend, in and out, all the way through the year, will have a better idea of what your guests are going to dance to than you will. And while you may think that you know your guests, a good band, whether they're a wedding band or a party band, should be able to judge the dance floor and go, okay, this song is going to work for the next 10 minutes or this style of music. So sometimes you will find that people will send their band before the wedding a list of 40 songs that they're only allowed to play. You're better off giving your band a list of songs you don't want them to play and say, these are my top five songs and I'd like you to play these. And then if you have time, these are the next five songs. I don't think you can prescribe and inform a band that they can only play your music because otherwise just go and book a DJ. Michael Collins is the lead singer in the Michael Collins Band. Well, that's my real name. I do get a lot of slagging over it, you know what I mean? The, the most common thing is, oh, Michael Collins, you know, I thought you were shot. I always say, yeah, I was, but I came back again. So I'm the, I'm the younger one, I came back. <laughs> They're a group of full-time musicians who've been on the road since the early 90s and they started doing weddings in the last 15 years. We're based here in County Limerick 
Uh, we're about eight miles from Newcastle West in a little village called Turnafana. And uh, we've been together uh, 21 years this year. I suppose to explain it, we'd be a four-piece middle-of-the-road country band. You know, we'd even do the br- a couple of brush dances and all that, where the people would want it. So that's the kind of the crowd that we're actually dealing with. So there's where our weddings kind of come in more. But then again, like we, we have a wide mix of well, we do all the pop scene and we do everything within reason, do you know what I mean? So we'll chance anything once, you know. They play 100 weddings per year and get most of their bookings by word of mouth on the social dancing scene. That's 100 of the most important days of people's lives, giving 100% of themselves. Preparation begins months in advance. The couple will email Michael a list of song choices, the do's and the don'ts for the night. No Rock the Boat or YMCA, but plenty of Taylor Swift and she'll throw in some Galway girl. I'm just going to, I'm here in my studio. Well, A main priority for most couples is the first dance. Usually I, I would normally do this uh, before we go to a wedding. I will always give one run through the, the first dance. Tonight wouldn't be one of your normal kind of uh, uh, pop songs. Tonight is a real old Hank Lockling song, The Bride Wants Tonight. So um, I think it kind of goes like this, you know. Of all the songs this world is singing Of dreams that you have don't come true I guess I've sung about a million But darling, this song's just for you It's more or less something like that She wants a kind of an old-fashioned That's the way she wants it tonight And I'm amazed because we don't usually do this For a first dance at a wedding now So tonight it's an old song So we're going to have to wait and see how it goes Weddings in Ireland are booming, with about 25,000 taking place each year. And with the recent success of marriage equality, this number can only go up. Joining a wedding band is an obvious choice for many Irish musicians. If you get it right, you get to play music every weekend and it brings in a regular income. With around 1,000 wedding bands gigging in Ireland, it's a competitive industry. You need a catchy name. The Best Men, Spring Break, The Perfect Day, Love Shack, or Till Death Do Us Party. As catchy as it is, and as good as it is as a name, it's <laughs> incredible how wrong people get it. What was, what was the one uh, Paddy's granny thought it was called? It was... I'm dead, you're alive. <laughs> the band started creating music in Richie's parents' shed in Dublin when they were teenagers. They initially set up the wedding band as a sideline project to other musical ventures. But in the last seven years, it's become their full-time job. There's six of us in the band then. There's myself on drums, Austin on vocals, Danny on guitars, Barry on keyboards, Paddy on bass, and then Gav on saxophone. They cater for couples who, like them, are in their 30s playing alternative music like Blur, Depeche Mode, Outkast and Pulp. So I decided to set up a band and try and do something a little bit different to the standard kind of wedding band. So 
a lot of the ideas came then from the other guys once we got together and started doing tunes. A lot of 80s early on, and we kind of moved into more soul and funk and, and rock and roll and different things as, as the years went on. Till death do us party, typically do four weddings a week during the summer. Tonight's wedding is in a marquee on the Kapir estate in County Wicklow. It's 8pm as they start unloading their gear and Austin is sticking the names of the bride and groom on the mic stand before they go on stage. I've had a couple of ropey moments of forgetting somebody's name right as I'm going to say it. So it's always there in my eyeline. You know. And have you ever said it wrong? I have, long ago. And I got it wrong twice in the same night as the groom. Yeah, his name was Ushin and I called, his name was Quivian and I called him Ushin. Did it again just there, you see? And uh, I, I apologised afterwards and he took us. Yeah. How's it going? Nice to meet you. Nikki and Alex, oh, the bride so and groom, pop outside to yeah. say hello. Congratulations to you. I've seen you only your video, but you look amazing. Ah, good stuff. Thanks a lot. So you having a good day? Oh, having the best day of my life. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. We're, we're almost started. In. Good stuff. We're just finishing now. They yeah. literally move the tables and move everybody out. Cool. And get the stage set up. I'm really sorry. It's just we ran out. Oh, no, fine. no. This, no, is, this is quite normal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Being in a wedding band, there is a lot of waiting around. One thing that you cannot control, the speeches. When dinner is served, it really depends on when we get in. Of course, how long speeches are is a big one. It's kind of something I try and warn couples about in advance of the wedding because we've had weddings where the speeches are finished at half eleven. We had one wedding last year where the weather was amazing and people didn't want to go in for dinner, so it started late and then the speeches, yeah, they went on and on. So the tables, dinner tables were set up where we were playing, so we couldn't, like we literally couldn't do anything until the speeches were over. So, of course, we started playing at quarter past twelve, but that's kind of worst-case scenario. It's not all glamour. It's very physical work. Most um, my, my glistening muscles ripples. Till death do us party have no roadie, so they do all the setup themselves. Everyone knows their role. Checking the acoustics, setting up the stage and lights, and time for a quick sound check. The Michael Collins Band are playing at the wedding of Helen and Sam in the Oriel House Hotel in Cork. People are relaxing after their dinner. They just cleared the tables anyway, let's go. They cleared the floor, John. We're behind the scenes, it's half the sign, and we're having a fast cup of tea. We're, we're, we're chilling out before. That's the word. Short time. It's a good name. It's a good name, yeah. This wedding tonight now is. 100% mommy and daddy oriented. Well, I know the bride has booked us. Um, it will be mommy and daddy's age group that will that will kind of take over the, the wedding for the first half an hour of the hour. And then after a while, we'll mix the music and we'll, we'll just play it by ear how it will go and so on and so forth and all that. But yeah, it should be good. You know, we've, we haven't had a bad wedding yet. We haven't, we've never had a wedding where we've gone home and we've been in bad farm and said, oh, Reiki, what's wrong? Why hasn't anyone danced out, you know? So it's now 20 to 10. We're going to go to the van now and we're going to change and we're going to get all done up and we're going to get dressed up. And then within 20 minutes, we'll have the bride and groom and we'll, we'll go around with the microphone, we'll get them all up and we'll get them behind us and then we'll call the bride and groom with the first dance and that's the way it goes, you know what I mean? Outfits are important. You want to stand out from the crowd, get into the right frame of mind and make that transition to showman. 
quick change and they're ready to go. More or less we always wear either black pants or grey pants, but tonight we're wearing black trousers, all of us, and the blue shiny shorts with a lot of Dalmontes on them. Uh, we wear something different nearly every night. I wear big into skinny ties because we are probably like to look young on stage and the kind of stuff we're doing. So we wear a lot of kind of skinny ties, but tonight we're just going for the, the blue silk satin shorts. They really, they're really stand out, but a lot of shiny Dalmontes on them and all that, so they should look good on stage anyway. Hopefully the crowd will like it too, you know? Fingers crossed. Now it's time for a tradition that has survived the generations. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the bride and groom in the centre of the floor. Come on, give them a big round of applause. Very good. Now, when we always pay for a wedding, we always ask the bride and groom if there's any song they would like us to sing for their wedding. And this is the song that they wanted for their first dance. Will you all join hands, please? And we'll all sway from side to side. Everybody sway. Ever thought, first dance? We don't have that special song. We're not that type of couple. Suppose we, what I try to do is I try to get people to pick something that's really special to them. Shane McGrath is the front man in the wedding band Harlequin. Most people uh, don't realise that they do have a song, even though they may say, oh, I don't know. He goes at it like a counsellor. This is couples therapy. And he will draw out that song from within. I suppose 20% of people would ring me up and say, what are the good songs for first dances? People who don't give it that much importance. And I'll always discourage them from going from something off a list. And I'll go through the process of asking them what their uh, musical interests are. They might say, we're not that into music, you know? <laughs> but then I'll say, well, what were you listening to when you were in school? What did you have on when you were in college and what, what are you playing in the car right now? That leads me to ideas and then I help them. So that's if people don't know. About 40% of people, two-fifths, come back to me saying, this is our song. And then I suppose the other two-fifths, they, they'll go with something that's really current. They love, you know, new song by Ed Sheeran this year, Think, Thinking Out Loud. It's a wonderful first dance. All of me, John Legend, people love that. It's the first dance that they'll ever have as a married couple. It's the only first dance. And I think it's incredibly important as a memory. People are nervous about it. Are they going to be looking at us? Are people going to be watching? Are we going to be on the camera? And I always say to the groom, and I'm going, just before we go on, I say, now this is your only chance. Oh, well, I'm not great dancer. Who cares? I say, you know, just put your arms around her and look into her eyes. and You enjoy this for yourself. This is the only dance that's here tonight just for you. And enjoy it. And don't think about anybody else. Block them out. It's you. It's her. That's it. So darling, this song just for you. So darling, this song just for you. Ladies and gentlemen, Miss Robinson, Sanjay.
There's more than one connection between wedding bands and marriage. During the busy season, they can spend more than 100 hours together in a week. They live in each other's ears, for better or for worse. Being in a band is like, it's like going out with six people at once. <laughs> yeah. Your band becomes like your family because you see them more, more than your family. Mm. More than we see each other, probably more than we see anyone else in our lives. Uh, I mean, maybe. <laughs> That's a depressing thought. <laughs> <laughs> if you sleep all day and work all night, it's hard to find time for personal relationships. Darina is married to Austin, the lead singer of Till Death Do Us Party. You know, we see each other a lot during the week. And then on Sundays, you know, he'll usually be home after a few gigs. So we usually have Sundays together. So for the most part, it's actually fine. Um, the time when it gets tough is when he's missing out on things, like friends' weddings and things. I've had a couple of friends getting married who the band wasn't playing at their wedding, they were already playing another wedding, which meant that Austin couldn't be at the wedding at all, you know, so he was missed a couple of weddings, he misses family stuff on my side and his side. That can be kind of tough, you know, it's, it kind of feels like he's missing out on things, you know. But other than that, it's great, I mean, we have plenty of time together, you know, so it's, it's not so bad. Being in a wedding band means turning up when you're feeling awful, stepping onto that stage and giving it everything you've got. There's no such thing as calling in sick. I often went out and I'm very sick with antibiotics and painkillers and I know how many more things to try and do the, the wedding. Oliver Buckley from Jamboree. And then when you'll be finished, like, I mean, you'll be feeling so bad, but you just have to smile and pretend that everything was so beautiful up there on the stage and uh, get on with the show, you know. In a family emergency, it's not just your own family you need to think of. There are other people that you're committed to. I remember the night my mother died. She died in this house and she was laid out in this kitchen where we're doing the interview right now. And in the other kitchen, uh, I was out there looking to try and get a band for a wedding because we were playing for a girl's wedding the day after. And I mean, that to me, that was her big day. I couldn't ring and say to her, I can't play for your wedding. My mother is dead, so that was number one priority, to get a band for her, you know. I, I might have to ring 50 or 60 before you get a band within a moment's notice, you know. So I got a band anyway, you know, but like that was more such a relief to me because you can't ring a girl and say, I'm sorry, my mother is dead, I can't play for your wedding. So there's fierce commitments in music, you know. Lance, can I tell you something? There's two young men over there. The blue shirt and the skinny tie. Where did you learn to dance like that? Are you sure you're not related to Michael Flatley? God Almighty, you're so mental to the body of the Lord. Come on, everybody! Back to the knees of rock and roll! The front man in a wedding band can't wait for adoring fans to flock around him on the stage. He needs to charm the crowd and win them over. What makes a good front man? Um, I suppose energy, uh, commitment, dedication. He's got to be able to sing. But music never filled the dance floor. The only thing that will fill the floor is entertainment. I suppose a good front man is somebody who doesn't, is never going to insult anybody. He's got to be completely in control, I suppose, confident that he knows what he's doing. And fronting a band is, is like steering a ship. You don't want to be heading towards the rocks. <laughs> it may be your ambition as a musician to wear leather and look moody. But if it is, the last place you're going to end up is fronting a wedding band. A good frontman 
A great singer can be real cool, but a good frontman doesn't want to be cool. Nobody wants to see cool at a wedding, they just want to see fun, you know, and fun will drag people out onto their feet. I want to see absolutely everybody up for this next tune. Anybody who's been dancing so far is trying to get up. Let's get that train going. It's halfway through the first set at Nikki and Alex's wedding in Wicklow, and the dance floor is packed. Shirts unbuttoned, ties wrapped around heads, bodies twisting to the ground, air guitars everywhere, people losing themselves to the music. Every wedding band needs to have a few guaranteed crowd pleasers up their sleeve. There's some songs like when you get in the set, you never ever doubt that they're going to go well. Yeah. Uh, I'm a believer. Call Me Al would be massive. Yeah. Your Love Keeps Lifting Me Higher, Jackie Wilson. That's a yeah. massive one, always gets a good response. So a lot of these are in the first half. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking chronologically solid. Yes, yeah, yeah. And then. We, we do a lot of these. And then, kind of, I don't know, like Folsom is, is always. Folsom Prison Blues, yeah, yeah that's yeah. Twisting That's a, an intergenerational kind of uh, affair. Um, everyone gets up for that, yeah. which is that. surprising because when we learned it, we didn't know what people really go for. It. It's it's really surprising. Some of the songs you pick, you're like, this is going to be amazing, everyone will love it, and it gets no response. And other ones you think, is this a little bit obscure or not even obscure, but like just will it get widespread recognition from all different ages yeah. and whatever? And, and Folsom, Folsom Prison Blues, I didn't expect. People go absolutely mental for it yeah. every time. One of Till Death Do Us Party's signature tunes is Pulp's Common People. Oh, Common People, yeah, yes. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, actually, Common People and Disco 2000. Two Pulp tunes, yeah. Two Pulp tunes, yeah. And, and uh, people come up and they say, Disco, Pulp at a wedding. Yeah. You never see that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we do it twice. <laughs> yeah. So and yeah. we don't want to give away our trade secrets, though, you know? Yeah. <laughs> a well-known rock band can get up and play their hits and their new songs. They don't need to read a crowd the way a wedding band does. What I find it a lot is that even a couple of weeks ago there, we had a very young wedding. She was in her, her mid-twenties, and he, was, he hadn't even reached 30. And there was 300 at the wedding, and the crowd were very, very young. I mean, very young. I mean, we, we did Avicii and Bruno Mars and all that kind of stuff three times in the night. And all those kind of stuff goes down a bomb. But then we were able to switch off for a half an hour. And we were able to go back to the likes of That's Amore and all that kind of stuff. And we were able to put in, you know, Cliff Richards, Living Doll for all the older generation and switch it around and bring the old crowd in. And then with, I don't like using the word, oh, let's say mature, when you have the kind of the more elderly crowd on the floor then you kind of bring the young crowd back in to remix it again and keep them all on the floor and keep everybody happy I mean at the moment like we could do anything from from the likes of the Lumineers to the Hucklebuck and then we could go from the Hucklebuck to the Hills of Johnny Gall and we could go from the Hills of Johnny Gall to a Foxtrot and then we could go from a Foxtrot right back up to anything it, it could be anything do you know what I mean uh, we could even play YMCA or whatever you just judge it as you go along that's all you can do really is a wedding, do you know? As Dutch courage sets in, guests start requesting the same song. Once, twice. That's the fifth time now. When you're invited to a wedding, 
you're gone from early morning and of course you're going to have a few toddies and you're going to have a few drinks before you you arrive at the church and then be, there's a long break from the time you leave the church from the time you get out to the reception of course you're going to have a few drinks there so yeah we do find that a lot people climbing on the stage and taking the mic this is not karaoke they get tired of air guitar and want the real deal you know you'd have the odd difficulty you know oh, give me the mic over there and I'll come up and I'll sing a song for you there and you know and then he might come up and he says, well, you call Mary up for a song and she, Mary, God help us, she might never note in her head, do you know what I mean? And you can say, God, you know, well, what can you do? Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's a wedding at the end of the day, so you can go with the flow, do you know what I mean? It's all you can do. In the lobby of the hotel, Michael seeks out the bride and groom, checking that all is going to plan. Are we all happy we are. Now, Camille, what is the story with the DJ? He can do walk away and do whatever he wants. Can he mm-hmm. play away? Should we, we'll get another hour and a half in here. Of course you will. There's no Definitely. panic. No. There's no panic. No, no, no panic. No, no panic. Yeah. And Camille, no surprises. No no flowers or gas or nothing like that. You're doing none of that? No. No, we'll leave that. Yeah. You're throwing no flowers either? No. No, leave it. So well, like, we don't it. have to do it. No, do you we? don't have to do nothing. That's no. fine. So just when, I, when you hear me saying that, on. I want everybody up for the last chance to make sure that you're up dancing, so we'll be doing the, the arch and the tunnel and I love that's you breathing all the time. That's, that's, that's just, people lifting that's us up in the air. No, 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 nobody does that anymore anyway. Yeah. That, that's yeah. gone out. Well, yeah, leave a roll all the way, surely, because yeah. the place, the floor is full all night, it's just great. Yeah. Leave it going on. Thanks, okay? it's been great. No bother. Yeah. At this stage in the night, the older generation will remember the tradition of sending off the married couple, but not before some hijinks with the band. Then they're going away thing, you know, uh, before, the bride and groom would change their clothes, you know, and they would come out and the bride would throw a bouquet over her head and one of the single girls would, would get it. Well, then the other part of it was, a bride usually wears a blue garter. It's supposed to be luck. There's something old, something new, something borrowed and something blue. And she was wearing a garter just above her knee. Now, the groom would have to remove the garter, take it off and throw it to the single men. And the man that would get the garter would put it on the leg of the girl that would get the bouquet. You see? That's how it just worked. Then we'd make a circle around them and we'd sing for he's a jolly good fella, all anxiety and congratulations. And then we'd bring the bride and groom up to the stage and everybody would make a kind of a tunnel with their hands up. And the bride and groom would run through the tunnel and we'd sing here we go, here we go. And they run through the tunnel and they'd go out and the car outside There'd be bits of shoes and everything tied onto the back of the car. And they'd drive off and there'd be an awful rattle of cars and of cans and bottles and tin biscuits and everything pulling after the car. And uh, that was the way it was then. But nowadays, most brides don't change and they don't go away. They remain in the venue till the end of the night. So the going away is kind of done away with really, you know. But it's just a bit of crack, you know, it's just a good bit of crack. Not playing your own original music and playing the same songs night after night. Some musicians might sneer at the idea of being in a wedding band. I think the misconception would be that if you're as part of a wedding band, you're seen possibly sometimes as slightly washed up or that you're only a wedding band. Um, and I think that people do need to consider, musicians, other musicians need to consider that. Playing at a wedding is a hard gig for any musician. Um, so, you know, give them some respect. 
Prince, The Stones, Johnny Cash. Being in a wedding band means you get to play the music of your idols. You know, when you're young, when you're 18, 19, 20, you laugh at the idea of playing covers. And so this was a few years later. I guess we would have been 25, 26. And then the idea of being able to make money out of playing music uh, was more appealing and you're less kind of snobbish yeah. about it as well. And you, you also, yeah, you grow to appreciate all these kind of massive songs, you know, from the last century. Massive songs that you've heard on the radio all your life growing up. Yeah, you grow to realise that some of them are actually really, uh, really good songs and really well put together and great musicianship on some of them. So yeah, playing covers for the first time, it was, uh, I do remember the first couple of rehearsals, I just remember little moments of playing and thinking this actually sounds like the song, <laughs> you know mm. what I mean, kind of uh, it's actually pleasantly surprised, you know. This just might work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, all the little, like the, the different bits of guitar or bass or, or synths as well, just kind of thinking, wow, it really sounds like it. <laughs> Bands charge in the region of €2,000, but this can vary greatly depending on instruments, DJ and other entertainment. If you think that's easy money, think again. Uh, Favourite questions, what do you do for the rest of the week? And do you have another job or do you have a real job as well? Yeah, yeah. Uh, And then there's some friends who still think uh, like you're on the dole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you get your dole as well, brilliant. (laughs) (laughs) People kind of, they think you show up, oh, that's great money, you show up for for two hours and all they see is the two hours you're there and they don't realise you know you pay 23% of it goes on VAT and then you pay all the normal taxes other people pay and maybe you drove four hours to get there and maybe you had to buy your dinner in a petrol station and then you'll stay in a and b because you're in Kerry and then maybe you'll get home at two o'clock the following afternoon uh, so yeah people just see it for two hours playing music and they think oh sure it doesn't uh, don't have yeah. to buy your van or pay for insurance or, or any of these things you know you just show up with a set of 45 songs learned and just play it <laughs> each year brings a new set of hits new songs for the bands to learn to keep up to date waltzes used to be a given at weddings in Ireland but that's changing I'm sure they do in some places but they're definitely not the norm anymore yeah because I remember when I told my mother I was starting to play weddings and she was saying, oh, you have to learn some waltzes. Yeah. If you're playing weddings, you won't get away without those, you know? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> ten years' time, we'll be in our 40s and we'll have to be careful that we're not an older generation of wedding band out of touch with what people want. You know, you have to yeah. really keep your eye on that, what's working and what's not working. As things move on and as couples put their own stamp on their big day, some bands flourish and some get left behind, like Oliver Buckley's band Jamboree. I knew this was coming, you know, for a long time, that the show was over. In two years, it started sliding, you know, slight little bit the first year. The second year, it was sliding more, and then it went to the bottom, like, the phone didn't ring anymore, like, and I said, did we do something wrong, you know? And I remember the last wedding in, uh, was it the West Cork Hotel, I think it was? And uh, that night, we were going to announce it, but I said, you know, if we will, maybe it is better not to say it. But I know the lads were a little bit sentimental coming up to the last numbers, you know. And uh, we finished and it was over and done and dusted and no more, you know. One girl said, would you do the Black Eyed Peas? She said, I like a lot of their songs, you know. And I said, sorry, I said, no, 
You know, I had to say, I had to be straight with her. But she was honest with me anyway. She said, you're too old-fashioned, you know. She didn't tell me lies. She told me the truth. But um, unfortunately, you see the cause of the problem. The younger bride wanted a younger music and we couldn't deliver. So I found out the problem, or they had ended. But probably there's only a time in everything, you know. Maybe it's normal. I mean, even the big bands, you know, Westlife and all these, they broke up after... Um, so many years, you know, so maybe we were played out. Maybe that's the answer to it. As the night comes to a close in Cork, the Michael Collins band are still throwing out the hits. Holding hands, people skip around in huge circles, running in and out to the centre of the floor. There's no stopping the band, but they'll have to finish, as tomorrow night they'll do it all over again. So yeah, 21 years is a long time in a marriage, they say, but it's, it's also a long time in a band, you know what I mean? But I suppose the one good thing for us, I, I will say, is that you know we've got a great team around us you know, the band are great. We all get on really well, do you know what I mean? And I suppose it's number one. It's like a government. It's like a marriage. It's like anything. If you get on with somebody very well and if you can bond with someone, you know what I mean? And, like, we don't really treat it as a business. We kind of, we, we treat it as more of a kind of a laugh and having the crack, do you know what I mean? And that's the way it is. And I think that's why we get on so well together, you know? Till Death Do Us Party have come to the end of their set. Austin, dressed in a white suit, leads the crowd around the room. They follow his every move. He whispers the words of the song. The crowd move down with him until they're all bent down touching the floor. Austin jumps up in the air, music vibrates around the room, and the crowd go completely wild. This is their satisfaction. We've had gigs are like where the start of the night you think, okay, this is going to be one of those nights. It's just not happening. And then Austin's going crazy, giving it everything. And then by the end of the night, it feels like you're at a different gig and it's absolutely mental. And you just think, well, completely transformed, which is great, you know, because that's, that's what we try to do. Yeah, it's great when there's a, a challenge and we meet that challenge and then, you know, that's really satisfying. It's also great when they don't challenge us at all and they're just really good from the start, you know. <laughs> yeah. and, and they're just like, oh, this is deadly, ducks in a barrel, you know. And uh, it's all about the third act. You know, if you can create that climax at the end of the night where people are just going nuts, that's what people remember the most, that's what people engage with the most. Whether the gig was really lively at the start or took a while to get going, by the end of the night it doesn't matter as much. It's, it's, it's all about that. That unity that you create, is, that's, the, that's the rewarding bit. You know? Yeah, it's nice because uh, like, still when we arrive at venues, it's quite... You know, you arrive into these five-star hotels or country houses and everything looks real proper and, you know, formal, but, like, 
but relaxed. And then by the time we're packing up and leaving, it's just an absolute sweaty mess of, <laughs> of happiness. You know? Yeah, yeah. And it's great. I take pride in that. <laughs> Come on.